0: So I wanted to talk about something that I just kind of realized last night. I watched the movie Split again for the third time. It's been about four four years maybe since I've seen it last. And other than the fact that it's like a great movie and I learned more about the movie itself and whatever, I also realized uh, something about myself that I hadn't really put into words or processed that way before. And that's this thing with anxiety. And, um, I think it's been something I've seen talked about in memes and jokes and stuff a lot, specifically pertaining to women more so and be like, Oh, just watching or listening to true crime and watching serial killers. And that's what, that's how you relax. Like what the hell? Um, but I was thinking about how, I really love psychological thrillers. Um, I'm not a fan of a lot of horror, but psychological thrillers and suspense like that I really, really enjoy. And I was thinking as I was watching Split, like I'm very focused and attentive and that's because it's... um, (laughs) It's interesting to me, I guess. But I was also thinking like, I guess for some people, this would make them anxious. This would stress them out. And it doesn't make me anxious at all. And I think it's because my anxiety has a focus. It has a purpose. It has been given a purpose. So if I look at my baseline anxiety level being higher than most on average, if I, if I put put it in into perspective of like, oh, you're in fight or flight or freeze, when there's no real threat, right? Like at... at higher points of anxiety for me, that's what it feels like. It feels like stress, it feels like something's happening and nothing is actually threatening my being, but something conceptual or the idea that something will happen feels that way. It physiologically, within my body and chemicals and literal tension in my muscles and things, it feels like something is threatening my life uh, to very various degrees. And if I'm watching a film like that, anxiety would be the regular response that one might feel. Stress, to a certain level, right? Um, and that's why I feel very comfortable when I watch those things, because my anxiety has a purpose. So it, it goes out, versus me being so anxious about something I shouldn't be anxious about, it doesn't have a purpose anymore, it's not real, it's a made-up concern, basically, I mean it's a real concern, but it's my body shouldn't be reacting to it the way that it is. It's amplified versus this is like, oh yeah, I'm supposed to feel stress and anxiety, and this is a very tense moment, and so it makes sense and it's very comforting and it just it just clicked with me that like, oh of course, because my anxiety has a purpose, it has a function, it is at home, I feel good, I feel neutral. I guess that's the thing, I feel baseline and neutral Like, maybe most people feel just, like, content, and they don't have any level of stress, which I don't know what that feels like, really, for the most part. Like, it's hard for me to feel that. Like, I can feel high, and I can feel low, and stress is there in the background almost all the time. Um, But yeah, if I'm feeling incredibly happy or whatever, that's sure, but that's not baseline, average, neutral either. And I was thinking, like, of course, that's the thing with mountain biking, too. I've talked how it's been, like, a singular focus, but I've never put it through the lens of, my anxiety actually has a purpose and function and I can scan the area and be really attentive to my surroundings and all that stuff. It gives my anxiety a job to do and it's saying here, do this and then it's like, yeah, let's do that and that feels really good um, and that's why I maybe gravitate towards that type of film or that type of book or I was even thinking about music um, and there's a point where it crosses the line. So for me, horror a lot of horror, especially if it's like supernatural horror, um, it, it can make my stress or anxiety worse. Cause it just doesn't, it feels icky and I don't like it. Um, and, or if it's too sticky, like even Hellraiser was really sticky for me and it, it took me a couple of days to get out of it. Um, so there's a point where it's too much. And for me, like music, it's like, okay, like really enjoying heavy music, a lot of different styles of metal. Um, and there's things like I've used Mastodon as an example before. It can be a little technical at times. I can listen to an album and I kind of stop at one album. Um, or and there's this band I can't remember the name. Or Rings of Saturn. It's like very technical, very fast, and like uh, or even think of Meshuga, like like Jet style stuff. Um, it's it's there's a lot happening, and so it's like yes, I can listen to that, and that can do something for me. But if I listen to too much of it, it does end up being, like, part of the problem. Or it's like, hey, I can't focus. But there's, like, an optimal range of heaviness and technicality within music that, that soothes me, that I find enjoyable, that gives me a sense of calm and peace. And I think that's because my anxiety has a purpose. My stress has a function, and it's processing that style of music. It is processing the technicality and the heaviness and whatever else and the speed or or what have you of that music. So it has a purpose, a function, a place that it's supposed to be. And therefore it is leaving the rest of me open to just being neutral. And I've just never thought of it that way. And in saying that, I don't think I would use, you know, film, for example, as a, as a way to positively cope. Um, I don't, Like, I just enjoy a lot of different styles and stuff, and, like, I would rather watch Seinfeld for 25 minutes while I eat a meal sometimes than be like, no, I need to watch something really intense because I'm anxious. Like, it's just too much of a long process. And same thing with music. Like, I like so many different types of music. I'm not going to be like, no, I just need to listen to some really heavy stuff in the morning just to whatever. Um, Combine that, though, with, like, something like The Gym, and maybe that does make more sense. But... It's interesting because I think it just takes me down this whole other avenue to explore and understand how my mind and body work against each other and work together as well and what I can do to alleviate some of those anxious symptoms. And just the more that I understand about myself and my anxiety, um, the more that I can do in a natural way versus jumping into medication, which I'm not dead set against And it. To each their own with that, whatever works for you that actually works is good. And that's something that I've talked about before, but I guess not often is that that's something that has been not necessarily suggested to me as you should, but as an idea that I should explore and see if it's right for me. And I feel like there's more that I can do on my end in a natural way through like diet, sleep, exercise, maybe some type of meditation or whatever that can help me and benefit me enough that I may not have to go through the route of medication. And so I'm, I'm still exploring those things and giving them more time. There's a lot of, that's a whole other topic, but um, yeah, I was just really happy to learn that about myself yesterday and today. So part two, <laughs> um, there's, there's a darker part to this conversation and it was something that I actually brought up pre-conversation uh, when I was discussing it with somebody and I was like, oh, I kind of like, this is, these are these things that I'm getting and that I'm feeling and whatever with, with anxiety and like purposeful and, and whatever. But there's this other part that I've brought up and I completely forgot about it while I was talking the other day during the conversation. So this is the next day, this is part two, I guess. Um, the other thing that I was thinking of was what if, and this isn't being said in a way to like excuse behaviors, but the reality is for me, that there are times where I definitely have engaged in negative coping mechanisms. Right. And I was thinking like, what if there's a part of me that feels more comfortable when things are complicated, that being in that state is, is normalized or whatever. And if that's from, I don't know, like trauma or just experiences, but that way in my childhood and youth and, and formative years that it doesn't feel weird. It's like, it's like when someone's too quiet and it's like, I want quiet. Like I would like, I really enjoy quiet so that I can read a book in peace and not be distracted as easily and, and whatever. Cause I just, it's really hard for me to tune out noise. So it's hard for me to focus if it's not quiet. But what if it's quiet and then it just feels odd. And I'm just like, I'm not, I'm not used to this. I'm not used to this quiet, like what's happening. Um, and I just thought maybe that's maybe that's a thing. Maybe it's just the fact that also my anxiety feels like it has a purpose, feels like it's actually playing its role that it's meant to play when I have put myself in situations like social situations or something uh, or with relationships wherein things are more complicated than they have to be. So like a form of self-sabotage basically. But really the end goal subconsciously or consciously, that like there's no goal on on um, imploding the relationships or making things feel more conflicted. But what if there is just that part of the subconscious with my anxiety that feels a certain amount of comfort when I know what the problem is? If I create a problem, I know what the problem is. So if I if I know that, if I know that, then it, it gives me a certain amount of control versus... If things are too good or too quiet I have to wonder hmm like this is too good to be true something must be going on what's going on now I'm paranoid and it just that's anxiety without a purpose right it's just like ah this is something is wrong here because everything's right Um, or maybe there really is something wrong but I don't know what it is And I'm just like, something feels off, but it's not me. I didn't do anything. I don't know what's going on. Why is this person acting this way? What is happening? I don't understand. But if I create the problem, then I know what it is, right? So it's again, like this this weird thing. Then again, I'm not saying that in a spirit of excusing any past behaviors or anything else, but I wonder, it's just a question that I wonder how much that has played a role in the past. And it's one of those things that if, if I am open to that and I'm curious about that, if it is something, not that I'm placing blame from my behaviors and experiences on this thing, but if that is a real thing that, that does really distract me from my end goals and the things I want to achieve, if it's a possibility and I label it as a possibility, then maybe it's something that I can work on consciously to avoid doing again in the future, right? So I think there is a good exercise there that, again, it's like I acknowledge that this is not an excuse for behavior. But what if it's a real thing? What if subconsciously I have made things more difficult for myself and others because there is a desire to be comfortable, and I don't feel comfortable when things are working out too well? because I'm not used to that, because that wasn't modeled for me. Um, It's not in the nature and it wasn't in the nurture either. So I have to nurture myself. I have to condition myself to being like, that's okay. It's okay that things are okay, right? That's just another avenue that I wanted to explore and not forget, so there you go.